Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this from and at whatever time you're listening, you're welcome to my podcast, Look Within, and I'm your host, Neye Ifebrinachi. Thank you so much guys for being here today. I do not take it for granted. I'm super grateful and appreciative of everyone that has been listening, that has been liking, commenting, sharing, providing feedback. You know, it's something that has really, really like helped me. And I want to pray that God would raise men and women that would also show up for you when you need them the most in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you to all my regular listeners. Thank you for the first timers. I hope that if you're a first timer, you stick around, you know, because I'm sure you'll be able to pick one or two things from the episodes, right? Okay. Um, if you've been listening, if you've been paying close attention to this platform, you will know that we've had two episodes before now. The first one was um, a brief introduction of myself and of the platform, while the second one was actually a Q&A session where I kind of took out the time to answer some questions that have been asked in the past and also some questions that were that were sent in for the sole purpose of that episode. You know, I really, really um, do appreciate all the feedbacks that I've gotten. And I want to encourage each and everyone that has not listened to try and listen, share with people that might need that information because it's, I believe it was informative and it would really help, you know, help them get started. Okay. So today we are launching our very first series on Look Within, asking the right questions. Actually, thinking about it now, Fridays seem to be my best day of the week because you know, before now, I really didn't have a best day. I was actually like very indifferent because when people say, thank God it's Friday, I couldn't relate because I mean, it's ev- it's like every other day for me, but having to put out these episodes every Friday has really made me look forward to Friday as a day. And it's like my best day of the week <laughs> because it's another time that I get to share, that I get to learn, that I get to inspire someone out there, you know, and that is really my joy. That is that is it for me, you know. So thank you for being here. Our first series, Asking the Right Questions, <laughs> we're starting today. It's, it comprises of eight episodes. Um, so it's going to run through for like eight weeks. Um, today is the very first episode, right? And um, I want to say that this series was actually inspired by the Holy Spirit just like every other episode, but this is one that is very dear to my heart because, you know, before we start talking about look within to become self-aware, to self-discover, to self-advance, to self-develop, to self-grow, to nurture and all those things, you know, before we start mentioning those things, we need to have the answers that that we need to guide our journey. We need to have the answers that we need to guide our journey. And those answers can only be gotten when you ask the right questions. When you ask the right questions, that's when you can get those answers. And that's the reason for this series, right? So starting with our very first episode, Who Am I? I kind of highlighted it because I actually put out a poster talking about this series on my social media handles and I highlighted what the first episode would be about. So it is the very first question, the most fundamental, the most important, Who Am I? Who Am I might sound like a cliche. You might be like, ah, okay, who am I? But trust me, it's deeper 
than that. Who am I is basically saying, what is my true identity? Who do I want to become? Who do I want to emerge to be? Who do I want to evolve to be? What is my true identity? What is my assignment? Why am I here? What is my purpose? That's what who am I is saying. Who do I want to become? A lot of people are suffering and are living unhappy and unfulfilled lives because they do not know their true identity. And to be able to drive this point home, I actually want to use the story of someone we all know, you know, irrespective of your religious background, your experience, your environment. It's someone that you have heard of and we are still hearing of. Someone that is prominent, someone that he lived thousands of years ago, but is still very much important today because of who he is, because of his assignment, because of who, because of who he is, basically. And it's no other person than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, I love God. Yes, the Bible is a manner for my life. It guides my decision. It guides my actions. Do I get it right all the time? No. Am, am I willing to improve? Yes. So, you know, talking about this, I actually really want you to open your mind because I believe that this would really, really, really help you. Even preparing it, it was really like an eye-opening session for me. And that's why I'm kind of excited to share with you. So I want to use the story of this man to drive this point home on the importance of you knowing who you want to become. And I must point out that you cannot know who you want to become without leaning on your maker. It's just like when you get an, an, an iPhone, you know, you can't know more about that iPhone than the Apple that made it, the, the company that actually made it, which is Apple. The manufacturers had a reason, they had something in mind when they made those, when they made that phone. In fact, for every version, for every newer version that they bring up or a newer model that they create, there's a need it's trying to serve. And it's essential that even when you as the consumer get that product, for you to be able to use it, you need to lean on the information that Apple gives you. So that is the same way for you to know who you are to become. For you to walk in that path of assignment, of discovery, of awareness, for you to be guided, to become the best version of yourself, you need to lean back on your maker, on the manufacturer, which is God. This is something that has really helped me as a person, you know. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it's something that has really helped me as a person. And I keep growing because I know, you know, I'm guided by the fact that this is who I want to become. And it's not independent of my maker because I've chosen him and I keep choosing him over and over again. It's in the place of choosing God that you would know that communication is better than malice or ignoring people like when they hurt you. 
it's in the place of choosing God that you would know that instead of getting angry and abusing someone, you can actually have a conversation. When you get angry, you can have a conversation and say, this is how I feel without using any abusive words. It's in the place of choosing God. And you know, I'm not just talking about character wise. I'm also talking about in becoming because becoming all these things add up. It's just like when Jesus was on earth, I said, I'm going to use the story of Jesus and I'm actually focusing on Matthew 16, 13 to 20. Yes, we are opening Bible today. It's not a sermon, but we are opening Bible today. And if we look at that particular place, before I talk about what that portion of the Bible is talking about, um, I want to say that if you look at the life of Jesus, his actions, his words, every decision, everything he did on earth, they were all geared towards who he was to become, which is the savior of the world. It led to everything led to that. It led to that end point. It led to that best version, which is being the savior of the world. Anything less than that would have been him not living out his full potential, which we know that it didn't happen and it couldn't have happened. So, looking at Matthew, we know that, you know, as Jesus went about doing those things that would get him closer to his assignments, you know, living out that his full potential, being who he is to become, which is the savior of the world. A lot of people had opinions, opinions that differed from what the truth was. We had the Pharisees, we had the Sadducees, we had the scribes, we had the teachers. They all had opinions. Some people would say, oh, you are, uh, you are not from our father Abraham. You are not from David. People had different opinions at different points in time. And it's not like, you know, that's, that's the thing about perception. That's the thing about perception. Even in the world we live in today, people would have opinions about you. But the difference would be in you knowing what the truth is, who you are, who you want to become your true identity, and making sure that as much as possible, that through your actions, your words, your deeds, you communicate, you communicate that identity to people around you and not let them define you. Don't let your environment define you. Don't let society define you. You need to define you for you. And which is what Jesus tries to do in this Matthew, um, in, in, uh, in this place that we're talking about, chapter 16, verse 13 to 20. So it starts with him asking his disciples, you know, people have been having all these opinions and you guys have always been there when they had these opinions. You've been there. So now I want to ask, I want to actually find out because the question he asked there was a rhetorical question. He wasn't asking because he didn't know, but he was asking because he needed to communicate to them that irrespective of people's perception, do not lose sight of what the truth is. The reason why you can place nine on a deck or in a desk and two people that are sitting opposite each other will see it differently is perception, opinions, different opinions. We form opinions based on how we are looking at things. You don't see the world the way it is. You see it the way you are. You see things the way you are. If you're a negative person, you're going to define the events around you negatively. If you're a positive person, you're going to define the events around you positively. 
that's the way it works. So Jesus needed to be sure that these disciples that I'm going to pass down this mantle to, that are going to follow up, you know, after I die on the cross, after I lay down my life and save the world, these are the people that are going to take this news to the ends of the earth. These are the people that are going to follow up on this vision. These are the people that have been with me that are supposed to understand what this assignment truly is. Let me even find out if people's opinions have not become their own opinion. And that's it. Sometimes people's opinions end up being our opinions about ourselves. We take in these feedbacks, you know, we take it in, take it in, take it in because we don't even know. We don't even understand. Like we are not even aware. We are not, we are not present. We are not present in our own journey. We just let what people say becomes what would define us, becomes the standard, uh, become the standard rather. So we see here when Jesus asks this question, you know, the disciples began to talk. Some people said, you are, uh, uh, who do people say I am? That was the question Jesus asked. They begin to say, oh, um, some people say you are the, uh, you are Elijah. Some said you're Jeremiah. Some said you're the prophet that is to come. Some said this and that, you know, Jesus was okay, fine and good. These are what people have said, right? And you've been present at the times when they said this. Okay. So you people now, you people here. Who do you say I am? Hmm. When Jesus asked that question, it was, it was, I mean, he needed to be sure. Hope you guys still know the truth. Hope you guys are still part of this vision, this assignment. Hope you understand what this journey is. And then Peter spoke up. Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. When Peter said that, Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but it was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. And after he, you know, talked to Peter and everything, he he then went on to say, do not tell anyone that I am the Messiah. That's what he told his disciples or his apostles. He didn't say, do not tell anyone that... Peter said that I'm the Messiah. He didn't say, do not tell anyone that, oh, okay, one of my apostles said I'm the Messiah. One of my disciples said I'm the Messiah. He didn't say that. He said, do not tell anyone that I am the Messiah. Because he knew. And let's not let's note something very important. When they were saying people, some people are saying you are Jeremiah, some people are saying you are Elijah, some people are saying those things are assignments. Those were prophets, prophets of old. Their assignments, but they were not the right as it, it, it wasn't the right assignments. This isn't who Jesus is to become. Jesus is to become the Messiah. He knew that he knew that truth, and he needed to communicate it to people around him, most especially the people that were serving with him. That is the same way. You know the way people are saying uh, are saying Jeremiah and all those things, or they said different things. That is the same way. In our lives, people have said different things. Oh, you would never be, you would never be successful. You are, you are a failure. You are, and trust me, most times when people make such comments, they are very definite. It's not probable. It's not like you may not, you may, you, you may not succeed. They say you would never succeed. People's opinions. You a liar. Not that you lied. You a liar. 
you are wicked, you are arrogant, you are this, you are that. The mistake we make most times is that we allow experiences define who we are. Quit generalizing. One ex- experience is an event. You're supposed to partake in it, but you're not supposed to let it define you. You're supposed to pick the positives and discard the negatives. Learn from the negatives and discard them. That's what an experience is. And until you begin to see an experience as an event and not let it define you, instead of saying, I'm a failure, say, I failed, I made a mistake. You know, the moment you begin to define experiences for what they are, and not making it who you are, you would see the changes that you want to see in your life. Self-awareness. You would become more self-aware. You would realize a deeper sense of self. You know, self-awareness, that's what would come. It's the reward you get when you embark on a journey of self-discovery. And this journey of self-discovery requires that you are present in your journey you are present in this life that you are living because no other person can live it for you your experiences whether they are good or bad experience them pick the lessons is what you call positive disintegration in psychology positive disintegration is basically saying assess your potential assess your beliefs your values maybe your experiences your past whatever assess those things Retain the things that have served you well. Retain the positives and get rid of the negatives while picking the lessons that you learned from them. So you need to engage this positive disintegration to be able to become self-aware. And some lessons that we can pick from the story of Jesus, actually, I think I, I have like three points that I would like to share with us. The first one is that the emphasis shouldn't be on discovering who you are, which is like what is buried beneath, but on facilitating the emergence of who you would like to become. Messiah is the savior of the world. And when Jesus asked this question, he had, he had not died. He had not yet saved the world. But this is who he would emerge to become, which is why everything he did was in that light, was in that line. That is the same way we need to realize a deeper sense of self and allow who we want to become be our focus. Recounting your mistakes, living in the past, having regrets. I mean, it's good to look at experiences and, like I said, positive disintegration. But don't make it, don't, don't, don't use that to define yourself. That is an experience. the emergence of who you would become. Secondly, you need to become present by showing up every day to experience and engage life no matter what. No matter what. Whatever it throws at you, no matter what, you have to experience it for yourself. On the journey of Jesus, it wasn't all rosy. We know that there were instances when people wanted to stone him because he was speaking the truth. But what did he do? He left. We know that he went to some places that he knew that going to this place, ah, people are going to be against me or they're going to do something. Those were not pleasant experiences, but he was part of it. He engaged in life. 
he showed up every day we didn't hear of any day that jesus said okay i want to take a break now and i don't want to live this life again i don't want to this assignment is get no we didn't see any of that in the bible it didn't mean he didn't rest but i'm saying you need to show up every day oh things are difficult show up when i left my parents house at the age of 21 to move to lagos i didn't have a job there yet i didn't have you know I moved to Lagos, I stayed with a family member at some point, I stayed with a friend at some point before I eventually got my place. It was unpleasant, it wasn't the best experience. Like, if I was actually like supposed to pick a better experience, it would have been remaining in my parents' house until I got a job. At least there I'm comfortable, I can have food and everything, I don't have to worry about basic things that I need. But moving out was unpleasant. But what it means is that I had to show up. It was an integral part of my journey. I needed to make that move. So irrespective of what was going to happen, it is my experience. I owned it. Learned the things I needed to learn from it. You know, grew, became better, and still becoming better. That should be the focus. It's only when you show up every day. You know, we keep talking about self, your, 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 your journey of self-discovery. Journey of self-discovery is in you showing up every day, no matter what. Thirdly, you need to become intimately aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your hopes, and your fears. And this happens when you show up every day. If you take a break from your life and say, let me stay back for some time, you won't become intimately aware. And of course, people will define that for you. Jesus was aware he knew, I mean, we saw in the Bible at there was a point when he said, God, excuse me. There was a point when he said, God, if it is your will, let this cup pass away from me. Let this cup pass over me. Take it away from me. It was too painful and he could foresee that it wasn't going to get any better. But what did he say? Not my will, but your will be done. He was aware of his fears. He was aware of his feelings. Because he showed up every day. Some of the biggest lessons I've learned in life is because, you know, I'm, I'm not someone who is scared of, I'm not scared of making some major changes in my life. I might not know the outcome, but I trust that I'm not making that change ignorantly. You know, and whatever comes out of it, I pick the positive, I discard the negative, I learn from it. That's the mindset of a winner. That's how you can get on this journey of self-discovery, become self-aware, self-develop, self-grow, self-nurture, self-advance. That's how you can get there in talking about look within. Right? Okay. So just to wrap it up, guys, Jesus knew who he was. He communicated it to people as much as possible through his actions, through his words, through his deeds, through everything he did on earth. As children of God, as people that were created by God, we need to know who we are. Who we are, which invariably means who we are to become, who we are to evolve to, who we are to emerge to be. Which is the best version of yourself? It can't be lower than that. Anything lower is not the standard. It's not enough to say, I did better. No best version of yourself until you know that this is it like i can't take more risk 
I can't, you know, I can't push further. And we never really get to that point where we say, I can't push further. Because no matter how successful you become, no matter how, you know, how you advance, how you grow and everything, there is always room for development. There's always something that you are not aware of that you would learn later on in life. So I really hope that this has inspired you. I mean, it did inspire me even preparing it. Most of the decisions I took when I was in school, the the events that I got myself involved in, like those things were shaped by me choosing God over and over again. And I really do hope that the Holy Spirit would help us, that these words, we understand this, we understand the importance of being able to know and being able to communicate to people so that you don't let the world decide for you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really hope that this has blessed you. Share with your friends. Share with everyone. And I hope to see you next time. Same time. Not see you literally because I can't see you. But I hope to be able to speak to you again next week, Friday, which is the 31st of July, 2020. Thank you so much for being here today. And I pray that um, God would bless you. Until we see you next time, I love you. Remain in God. Bye for now.